0: Um, my next question is also somewhat of an usul, but it relates to practices. Al-ilm uh, al-tajribi, is that accepted or not as a source? I even remember that Ibn Taymiyyah had a comment on this. He said, sometimes when you want your dua to be mustajab, you go to one of the old masajid that's no longer used and you give life to it, you pray in it. Al-ilm tajribi Tajribi means experiential from the experience is the a'dad of dhikr this is a something that comes up a lot and i want to know the hanab uh, hanbali approach to it for example hasbun wa ni'ma al it's well known that it's spread around uh, amongst the many mashaykh that 450 is its number a salah ala rasool marra fil yawm a thousand in a day is its number okay and this is not, no one saying that this is nefl or ned mandub or anything, but it's tajribi knowledge. Just like someone says, you know, 15 sit-ups in the morning, 15 at night. Okay? It's just experience. And things like this, run five miles a day, it becomes a weird for many people in the fitness world. Could you comment on the role of tajribi knowledge?
1: This has to do with usul. Yes, I agree. Previous question also had to do with usul. I hope when the listeners, uh, when they, when they uh, listen to these things, I hope that they do not rush into bringing this quote from this Hanbali Shaykh who rejected something in particular. We are talking about usul, the usul of the madhab. Do they reject these ideas? Do they accept them? Can can this be something that doesn't contradict with the Hanbali usul? This was, this somehow was the question. Ahmed Muhammad, and this is mentioned in the books of Fiqh, used to believe that if you write some ayat of the quran in a glass of water and give it to the pregnant woman or give it to the sick person this would help. Where is this in the Sunnah? If you bring me a hadith, if you bring me that this was done by some of uh, the companions, you will, I will give you other examples from Ahmed himself, from other from other people at the time of Ahmed, from other hanabila who showed us that the Usul of the Mazaam can never be contradictory with such things if you tried something and it resulted in another thing and your aqidah is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the real doer of things I should I shouldn't fear for you I should fear for the one who believes that things have the power Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the power in them to act accordingly and they might believe in such things this this is this is dangerous then. but for, for me and for anyone who believes that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la is the real doer of things and you know that this is the Sunnah of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, the Hanbali mazhab doesn't reject such things in the end you might find a Hanbali or two rejecting something in particular but this doesn't Mean that they reject the concept. Now, and I have many examples in my mind, but it will take a lot of time. But at least this example of Ahmed is enough.
0: Which means, in that case, that there is something known as if we can we can rename this tajribi uh, experiential uh, uh, practice, is it a type of bid'ah hasanah? Is there such a thing? Because it sounds very much similar, we're going to get the same results. What Imam Ahmad did, for example, recite the ayats or write them in water, uh, you know, write the, dissolve the ink in water or something like this. What else is that besides what we would call bid'ah hasana?
1: It's just that this is an issue of terminology. Then, yes, it's bid'ah hasana. I agree. Do the Hanabila have something called bid'ah hasana? Do the hanabilah. The Hanabila. And we are talking about a term in the Hanbali Mazhab. A term according to those people who call themselves hanabil Now this, this is haqiqa urfi istilaah. No, we do not have something like that. Linguistically, yes, it's bid'ah hasan. It's bid'ah and it's hasan. Yes. In the Hanbali Mazhab, al bid'ah is either disliked or haram, prohibited. ف... This is, uh, then... uh, it's a term. Bid'ah is a term in that it's a case. Term. No. Which means that there is hâsana. yes, linguistically yes. We agree on that.
0: No. Then what would they call such an action such as um what Ibn Taymiyyah said about going to the uh, or the messages that are out of use or Imam Ahmad's use of the verses for pregnancy? What would we what would they call that?
1: I, it they will give it a ruling. They will say this is permissible or this is sunnah. Sunnah. They will call it sunnah. They are not. They are not restricted in that case. They do not call it sunnah if it has been done by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam only. No, they call it sunnah even if it hasn't been done by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. and they have. They uh, have and they have evidence. No. this was the strongest example. Ahmed himself writing the ayat and it's ma- and you know you know what what makes it really strong that they mention this example in particular in the books of fiqh you open a book of faqh and you see this Uh, other things uh, from Damir about and and this is not Mujarabat this is not even Mujarabat they are Mujarabat and everything but uh, look at this knowledge the dead knows his uh, visitors he knows them he knows how they are he uh, knows about them. This is not only the reliable composition of the Hanbali Madhav, This is what you uh, read from Ibn Taymiyyah and Ibn al-Qayyim. Taala. They said the same things and they said more. I just do not remember everything that they said. He said even more than this. This is not even mujarrabat uh, in 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 a direct way. This is weaker than that, and yet they, they they do not mind saying such things. So this area should, and I have many many more examples, but the strongest was what Ahmad رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تعالى عَنْهُ did.